0: and now you're catching up with peach what's up what's up happy monday hope your thursday is going great got a medium roast again this week and get this i have a blueberry cobbler creamer now hear me out it's not as bad as it sounds. It's pretty good, and uh, I don't know. Just mixes it up from the norm. So if you're if you're adventurous when it comes to your coffee creamer, try some blueberry cobbler. Anyway, my special guest, yes, as promised, I have a special guest with me today who I don't think you've probably ever had a cup of coffee a day in your life. So. Dad, welcome to the podcast.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Peach. Yes, I have never had coffee. I don't like coffee. I don't care for it. So, unfortunately, I don't drink coffee.
0: But you did bring refreshment with you today. I do.
1: I uh, actually have a. Sorry, I turned away from the mic. I have a Dasani water with me.
0: Oh, see, I thought you were going to bring in the Mountain Dew, but
1: oh no! I don't oh, bring I just Mountain Mountain outed
0: you to everyone listening <laughs> that you had Mountain
1: Dew. You're letting them know that I'm off the caffeine bandwagon just a tad.
0: Just, just for the most part. All growing up, he was Mr. Mountain Dew. Mom was Miss Coffee. But as of the past few years, he's been off caffeine. So he wanted to be a good boy and bring his Dasani water bottle in here. But I just outed him that he has some Mountain Dew. Okay, but hey, we had to have our caffeine because we have a lot to cover. And uh, to be honest with you, I would love, and this is, he's my guinea pig. This is the first time I've had a guest, as you know, with me doing this. Um, A peach pal, if you will. And my hope is that I'll have some more guests in the future, but he is graciously, um, I don't know if he's graciously. I kind of told him, "Hey, you're coming out to visit me. You're going to be on the podcast. You're here on a Monday." So, I've got my notes. We watched some sports this weekend. We watched some sports center this morning. Um and yeah, I guess you've got notes. Do you want to go with what you've got or you want me to start with some things? Well, or
1: I was just going to start off with the corrections from last week.
0: Oh, okay. Well, yeah, let's let's do did you catch it? So, um ever ever the good critic uh Dad, take it away.
1: Yeah, you were talking about this young man named Archibald Manning, or other people refer to him as Arch Manning, that is being recruited heavily. And I think you talked about Texas A&M spending some money on his recruiting visit, along with some others. Mm-hmm. Uh, you referenced his father as Archie Manning, but his father is actually Cooper Manning. Eli and Peyton are his uncles. He's a six foot four, two fifteen young man in high school that is verbally committed to Texas, and uh, he has his own Wikipedia page. So I just thought I'd correct that. That Arch Manning, part of the Manning football legacy, has verbally committed to Texas, and his father is Cooper Manning.
0: Okay. Did you catch it? That was first up, and thank you for catching it, Dad. We appreciate it. Moving forward, I want to hit a couple of the headlines. And really, I was, before this morning, I thought, I don't even know if we have that many overall headlines to talk about that aren't super sports specific. But Jimmy Johnson... 47 years old, is retiring from full time NASCAR racing. Now, he's still gonna, he's gonna kind of come to a a slow, slow descent, I guess. Mario Andretti is slowing down. He's gonna come to a little bit of a a slow decline. Um, He's got seven NASCAR wins, kind of says he wants to spend some time with family. We didn't really grow up watching a lot of NASCAR.
1: I've had the privilege, you're right, I've had the privilege of seeing Jimmy Johnson race live a few times and uh, just a great competitor. Uh, I, I grew up kind of, or my younger adult life, I liked Jeff Gordon because he spent a lot of time in Indiana, and I'm from Indiana. And then he was kind of taken over by a guy named Jimmy Johnson. And Jimmy Johnson, like you said, with his seven championships, was a, was a strong competitor on the NASCAR, NASCAR circuit.
0: Yeah, so again, I, I was talking to somebody the other day who's a NASCAR fanatic, and I have not been one to get into it too, too much. Um, as you know, I tend to stick to more the I don't know, I don't want to say major sports, but some of the, the bigger things. And and on that note, um, well, I guess before we get to some of those major things, the U.S. won the President's Cup this weekend. That's in the world of golf. They won it for the ninth straight time, and that is on the PGA side. So I know we've talked a little bit about the, the competition going on there, um, but that to note in the golf world, other than that, uh, I saw this morning NHL preseason had started. And once regular season starts, that starts October 11th, we'll get into more of what that looks like. But that preseason has started. And last but not least, in the baseball world, and this won't be the last time we talk about baseball, mind you, but uh, Aaron Judge, if you're watching any sort of baseball game, if you have turned on Center at all, as of today, Monday morning when we're recording this, he is at 60 home runs. We've been talking about him really since day one, chasing that uh, 61 record that Roger Maris has. So anytime he has an at-bat, they're pretty much, regardless of what game you're on, they're going to to watch that. Now, Dad, you didn't grow up, we didn't grow up watching baseball together. You weren't a baseball guy.
1: I was not a big baseball fan. No. You played it. I played it just in the little league, but uh, I uh, when I got to high school, I moved over to track and field.
0: But that wasn't, what was your primary sport? Let the audience know, Dave, what was your, what was your primary I sport? I
1: enjoyed basketball, probably the, the, of, the, of the four sports I played in high school, I enjoyed basketball the most.
0: Okay, so four sports, so you said track and field, and basketball, obviously.
1: Football and golf, believe it or not.
0: See, I think I forget about the golf thing, you know. I, I'll be honest, I forget about the golf thing. I knew you, what position did you, were you in football?
1: uh younger life was quarterback, and then I was re- receiver and a defensive back in high school.
0: But basketball was his thing. And so I grew up, he said he's from Indiana, I grew up watching a lot of Big Ten basketball, but I was raised in SEC football country. So I think as much as his blood loves to pay attention to Big Ten football, and we do because there's some, there's some power names in Big Ten football.
1: It's a whole nother, it's a whole <laughs> nother animal in the SEC.
0: Oh, man. You were tell, tell the story you were just telling me about trying to see a Tennessee game with Mom.
1: Oh, this is back before you were even born, Peach. Uh, we, were, we were coming back from Hilton Head, going back to Indiana, and I saw a blimp up in the air as we were approaching Knoxville. and I told my wife, I said, hey, let's stop by and let's scalp a few tickets and go in and watch the Georgia-Tennessee game. <laughs> Lo and behold, the game had just started I thought I'd get a, you know, a couple seats, $25, $40 a piece This is in the early 90s $125 a ticket And I couldn't get any tickets close to each other The place was packed out That's when I realized there was a difference Between Big Ten and football, <laughs> SEC football So it was quite the shocker So we, I got back in the car with my wife And we drove on back to Indiana
0: yeah, so now it's funny to laugh at that in hindsight, because after spending, you know, almost two decades in the southern part of the country, we would know, uh, well, even with inflation, I can only imagine what that those tickets would cost now. But um, I w- we would never do something like that. We're, we're trained now. We, we understand. And uh, yes, yeah, so before we get into college football, I want to give you an opportunity. You got some notes. Um, anything we need to jump off off the bat or would you want to start with my side of things?
1: Well, oh, I think the things I have, I can, uh, a little bit about uh, NFL and college football, so I can, I'll wait till you bring that up and I can I can chat about that.
0: Okay, perfect. Well, let's hop to it. Uh, first up, so we've got kind of our headlines uh, out of the way. Let's go to the college football world. And this, obviously, as you've been listening so far, this is not going to follow the normal outline pattern that I've tried to set up for us. We're having a conversation, a uh, chance for you to hear a little bit more uh, more conversation, a little bit more banter uh, instead of just hearing my voice. But so let's start off with the college football side of things. And, oh, my word, what a weekend. Uh, if I remember correctly, last week I said that this past weekend was going to hold some, some tighter matchups. And was I right? I was right. And some teams uh, got rocked and some teams rolled. And the teams that rolled department, Alabama with a 55-3 to win over Vandy – which is Vanderbilt, um, Wisconsin. Well, the Buckeyes beat Wisconsin 52-21. to And like I said, last week was kind of the introduction to conference play. And I think really only a couple teams didn't play conference opponents. For the most part, everybody was playing conference opponents. Uh, 52-21 there. C.J. Stroud still looking really confident with the Buckeyes. UGA won 39-22 over Kent State. But I think that one was a little – like, if you look at that number, that's a little deceiving because I think we had said 10 points is what Georgia had allowed coming into the weekend.
1: Yeah, and, uh, you know, I'm sure this is one of those games where University of Georgia paid uh, paid the other team, Kent State, to come in and play. And I don't think they were expecting them to score 22 points. So uh, I think this was a good little test for Georgia. Georgia's still very strong, but I think uh, they were expecting a more lopsided victory than that.
0: No kidding. I, so 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 far what we've learned in these first couple weeks in college is beware of paying teams to come play you because exactly. you get humbled. Oh, my goodness. Okay, um, UGA still number one. The top five did not change in the AP rankings. Um, and I think what we counted this morning, four, was it four SEC teams? Yes. That are in the Big Ten? Oh, not in the Big Ten. Four SEC teams that are in the top ten. Um, so, yeah, those are the teams that kind of rolled – uh, who got rocked? You were paying attention to the score. I was driving. Probably the biggest, biggest, like, oh, my goodness. What would you say out of this weekend?
1: Well, I, I for me, it was the Kent State, Oklahoma. That was just me. But there, there's, a, there's, a, there's other ones. But I, the Kent State, Oklahoma one was surprising to me. I'm sorry. not Kansas State, Oklahoma. Sorry. Okay. Kansas yeah, no, no, State, Oklahoma. No, no, good. I was State. like, man,
0: I'm checking Kansas my notes. Kansas State, Oklahoma. am a rookie Oklahoma. at this. Sorry, Okay, Peach. that's my favorite. Hey, listen. Rookie mistakes. We live and we learn. Okay. The, um... The that was my probably favorite game to watch, and I really in, enjoyed that. But before that, it took Clemson two overtimes oh, that's right. to beat Wake Forest. I think it was 51 to 45. It was a a blocked touchdown pass at the end that won it for Clemson. Clemson still remains like in their same spot, but uh definitely a good test. But worth noting, and I looked this up this morning how to say Clemson's quarterback's name because I, I, and how, even, how do you say that? Yes. Yeah, so let's, let me, um, you want, you Excuse you? Yeah. You Yuangale, on okay. Very good. It sounds like Hawaiian. Probably is Hawaiian. Should have done that research before I hopped in the studio. But this is kind of funny. I was listening to this. You were taking your own notes while I was doing this. Dabo Sweeney, head coach of Clemson, when he was recruit, recruiting this quarterback, saved his name in his phone the way you pronounce it like with the pronunciation and everything. So there's your little didn't need to know, but kind of fun tidbit for the day. Keep an eye on him. DJ Uangalele, Uh, really, really strong. And I think that's the thing with a lot of these teams, a lot of these quarterbacks. We haven't, we've covered some names, but haven't had a chance to cover everyone. Another name would be uh, Hendon Hawker. He's a quarterback out of Tennessee. And Tennessee beat Florida. That was the game day game, and rightly so. Uh, they beat Florida and now have jumped up, I think it was three spots in the AP rankings. Um, other upsets, Texas A&M beat Arkansas. Arkansas, that was the one they, they were attempting to win. Field field goal would have won it for Arkansas. Off the top,
1: the top of the goalpost. I've never seen that before. The ball actually kind of comes down and lands on the top of the goalpost, and then bounces back into the field of play. No good.
0: So, but if it would have gone behind, then it would have counted.
1: Yes, if it had gone through. Yes.
0: Yeah, not not the best day, not the best weekend for kickers. We'll see that in the NFL as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just kind of, just we, we've had we've had issues with kickers all all year long so far when it comes to football, but in their defense, everybody looking at them. Okay. The other thing would be Texas tech upsetting Texas 37 to 34 in overtime. And that is the first top 25 win for Texas since two, or excuse me, for Texas tech since 2008. And then you wanted to talk about the, um, the K state win over Oklahoma.
1: Yeah. Cause I always like, I like some of the backstories that most people don't touch on. Um, so with the, Oklahoma-Kansas State game, um, the head coach of Oklahoma and I believe, his first season is Brent Venables. He used to be the defensive coordinator for Dabo, Sweeney, at Clemson. And he was the second highest paid assistant coach in college football. He now took over at Oklahoma. And he, they lost. And, and Oklahoma was ranked sixth. And they lost to Kansas State. Well, guess where Brett Venable, Venables played his college football? He played it at, Ken, at uh, Ken, Kansas State. So his alma mater is the one that upset him. So I always think that's an interesting storyline when you're when you're a head coach and you're facing your alma mater and your alma mater upsets you when you're, when you're ranked sixth in the nation.
0: Well, because we saw Marcus Freeman with Notre Dame play his alma mater to open the year. Yet that wasn't really an upset Ohio State was predicting. No, Ohio State, right, exactly. When you think about, you know, you've been watching sports a lot longer than I have, are there any other notable stories like that? Because, I mean, I find that fascinating as well. They come back and they have to play their alma mater, coach their alma mater.
1: Well, Dabo Sweeney, Dabo Sweeney uh, played at uh, Alabama. So he, you know, whenever Clemson squares off against Alabama, it's, it's Dabo playing against his alma
0: mater. See, that's where, you know, that's why we bring people like this into the studio, folks. We need some, we need some knowledge for, from years past to, to bring it up to now. And I will kind of continue. That game, the quarterback for Kansas State, Adrian Martinez. He's the real deal. Looks like an NFL quarterback right now. He remi- I would say for me personally, he reminds me of Dak Prescott, who was – Still recovering. He's in the NFL with the Dallas Cowboys. Still recovering from the thumb injury he suffered a couple weeks ago. Um, But he's really mobile.
1: Didn't he he have like four rushing touchdowns or something?
0: So I want to say, I don't know if it were four rushing touchdowns, but but I would say he had multiple rushing touchdowns. Really good on his feet. And we're not done talking about quarterbacks that can move on their feet. But we, this week, let's do a little preview of what's to come this week for the college scene. All right, so doing a little bit of our looking ahead that we typically do in the college scene, still talking college football here. Dad and I counted this morning five top 25 matchups. So if we thought that last week was, you know, we had some barn burners, as I grew up saying with us, this week holds even more. So let me just go ahead and run through a couple of these and I'll highlight kind of what I'm looking forward to seeing. So Kentucky and Old Miss are playing at noon on ESPN. We've got Alabama and Arkansas at 3.30 on CBS and As a side note, I'll jump in here real quick and say that should be and will be Alabama's first real test. Now, you could argue they had a test at Texas because they only escaped with a one-point victory a couple weeks ago, but this is the first SEC matchup, and then obviously Arkansas coming coming off of that almost win last week. Also looking ahead, 3.30 also on Fox, Baylor and Oklahoma State. Wake Forest and Florida State are also another top twenty-five matchup. There at three thirty on ABC. So basically, what I'm hearing is at three thirty, you just need to, you know, have all those channels on your your previously. That would be three
1: thirty Eastern time, Eastern right? Eastern time, Page, yes.
0: November we thing. do everything in Eastern time here. I feel like I'm missing one in here, or did I just say? Well, oh, you've I got five Clemson
1: five. and North Carolina State.
0: Clemson, North Carolina State. Yeah. Yes, that's what I missed. That is the game day game.
1: Seven thirty p.m.
0: That's the night game. The game day game. I will say the other game that I am interested to see. Uh, I'm looking for it here: Texas Tech and Kansas State. So those are two of the teams that came out funny. Those are two of the teams that had big upset wins last week. So even though Texas Tech didn't jump into the rankings, Kansas State did. It's it's not always it's not always the top 25 matchups that matter. Granted, this week we expect to see that, but when you look at these games, you were looking at these w- with me this morning. What are you interested in? I think you liked Friday night's game. Well.
1: Yes, I'm interested in the UCLA-Washington game. I think that's going to be interesting. You've got Washington's coming on strong. UCLA is strong, too, and it's going to be at UCLA. Of course, me being a Big Ten guy, I'm paying closer attention to two teams that I never paid that close attention before. (laughs) That would be USC and UCLA, since they will be joining the Big Ten in 2024. So that's a game I'm going to keep an eye on, because I'm I'm looking forward to having both both those West Coast teams come into the Big Ten.
0: Yeah, and UCLA 4-0, Washington 4-0 coming on. And like I said last week, I anticipated that um, they would jump in the rankings if they beat Stanford, and they definitely did. Uh, USC barely scraped by last week, but they've maintained their top 10 status. Uh, So that is what we are looking for this week. Uh, Conference play, we're in full swing now. Uh, So that's going to be – and as much as you pay attention to rankings – Like we just saw last week, anything can happen. It is, I I don't know. It feels a little bit, I will say, and I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch. Ohio State looks really strong. Georgia and Ohio State. I think if I had to pick two teams right now, I would pick Georgia and Ohio State. Granted, things can change, injuries happen. um, But those two teams are who I would say to keep an eye on going forward. And, um, Not that I'm a betting woman, but I'd put my money on them. (laughs) All right, I'm gonna take a sip of coffee. We're gonna take just a quick minute, and then we will be back to talk about the Sunday side of things in the NFL. So before we jump into names to know, kind of highlights, what actually happened, we didn't, you and I watched a lot of college. We didn't really watch a lot of NFL growing up. If we watched NFL, you watched.
1: Uh, I don't know. We just whatever whatever looked like a good game at the time. I don't know. I would but say, well, we watched Falcons cuz we lived in Atlanta, so we watched the Falcons.
0: And then I would also say Drew Brees. We watched the Saints. You and oh, I went to see the Saints and the Falcons probably a couple times.
1: Yes, we got Falcons and the and the uh, the Falcons and the Saints would be the two teams.
0: Yeah, and they squared off early this year. Um, but I realize now as I'm starting to pay attention more to NFL, um why I didn't why we didn't watch it. And that's because and here's, here's a little, you know, my, my little two cents on the day. I don't think it's as fun to watch. And, and the reason I say that is, and, and part of my two cents, we're watching, you know, first take and get up this morning, kind of in preparation for this. They didn't talk about college once. They're only talking about NFL. And yet some of these scores and some of these plays from college, they're more fun. Now, granted, I don't know, what's, what's your opinion on the matter there, Pops?
1: Well, I'm – I'm pretty biased on this. I I like college sports over professional sports uh, most. You know, any day of the week, and there you get to such a elite athletes. By the time you get to the pros, and there it becomes more of an entertainment element, and there's more money involved. Not that there isn't money involved in college, <laughs> but I just enjoy. There's more opportunity for. um, how do i say this it just there's more opportunity for upsets there's it's just more dynamic i feel yeah. you know cuz it's not the perfection level's not there at a college at the college level as it is the pro level so to me it's just more enjoyable watching college sports in general than professional sports but that's just my that's my opinion
0: and so i mean i grew up with that and so i mean Apples don't fall far from trees, so I think I, yeah, I, I inherited a little bit of that, and I've enjoyed learning about the NFL a little bit more, and I'm grateful to know what's going on with all of it, and I'm, you know, becoming more invested the more that I know names, but I'm like, come on, give a little bit more love to the college scene, because especially with a weekend like we just had, you really need to be talking about some of that stuff. So that's my two cents. I'm like, come on, get with the program. Let's highlight a little bit of college, but I understand all the drama in the NFL, and there was some drama this week. Um, I'm kind of going to go by names here. And then, Dan, I know you have a name or two to talk about as well. Um, Lamar Jackson. We have mentioned him before. He's the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens. Controversy in the offseason when they didn't sign him to a contract. And you remember, you watched Lamar play at Louisville.
1: Yeah, he was outstanding. Just a, just a dynamic player.
0: And he's been known as the running back because <laughs> he moves so much on his feet. Well... And really, he has started to prove everyone wrong. He has 10 touchdowns this year, most in the NFL. And after this weekend, the leading MVP candidate, um, Ryan Clark, we talked about watching Get Up this morning. So Ryan Clark said, you know, he's the best in the world at quarterback right now. Um, And that's that's saying something when he's playing in the league with Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, but we'll get to that game in a second. And Dan Orlovsky says he is video game-like style. The numbers he's putting up, insane. Now, of course... We're only a couple weeks in. This is a NFL's a long season. The other name, Josh Allen with the Buffalo Bills. We talked about him being an MVP front runner. However, definite frustration this past weekend, the Bills lost to the Dolphins 21 to 19. And he does still have 1014 you know, yards. He leaves the NFL, um, but losing to the Dolphins. Here's a fun thing. Dolphins are 3-0. Their quarterback, Tua Taigo-Vailoa, which we'll come to that in a second because I, I want your input on something there. But then also, so Tua's from Alabama. And then we've also got the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, who also is now jumping into that – not Heisman. Ugh, what am I talking about, college? Jumping into the MVP conversation. Um, Jalen, they're both Alabama quarterbacks. So two Alabama quarterbacks in the NFL, 3-0. and And as much as we probably hate to admit it, Alabama raises up some good quarterbacks.
1: They raise up good football players, period. I mean, Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, they all are great producers of NFL talent.
0: Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. We talked about the Brady and Rodgers game last week as a game to watch. And, I mean, I don't want to say it was a disappointment, but I think it was a little bit of a disappointment. Uh, What was the final score there? 14 to 12?
1: I think something like that, or 16, 14, something, something like that, yeah.
0: Two points. It comes down to timing, and yes... There's a, Tom Brady is without Chris Godwin. We talked about him from the beginning as being a key target. He doesn't have Rob Gronkowski at all. Gronk is done uh, playing the sport. Also, Mike Evans, his top uh, tight end, uh, you know, receiver, if you will, was out because of suspensions last week. And, yes, do the Green Bay Packers look better? Sure, they won. Okay, Green Bay Packers won. 14 to
1: 12.
0: 14 to 12. Okay, thank you. Uh, but still, just, it's not what we expect. It's not what we hope, so we're going to spend all day talking about those quarterbacks. We really could be talking about Adrian Martinez. Okay, anyway, I digress. Other quarterbacks to note: Patrick Mahomes. Dad, what's the story on Patrick Mahomes?
1: Well, I I, I wanted to look at him because the Kansas City Chiefs lost at home to the Annapolis Colts, wow, which was wow. a little bit of a yeah, a little bit of a surprise there. The, the Colts were expected to be. Defeated soundly by the Chiefs. So I looked up Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I like to look and research people and say, you know, what's their background? What's the backstory?" Well, Patrick Mahomes had a very interesting day one day when he was playing for Texas Tech in the fall of 2016. He was playing a game against Oklahoma, which we've talked about earlier on this podcast. Mahomes threw for 734 yards, and he had 85 yards rushing in a single game for a total of 819 yards of total offense. Uh, Those are astronomical numbers, just astronomical. And I also learned that his dad was a major league baseball pitcher, and Mahomes himself actually played two years on the Texas Tech baseball team before he decided to finally give that up and focus solely on football. So Patrick is a, an elite athlete, to say the least, but for, for in 2016, passing for 734 yards and 85 yards of rushing in a single game, needless to say, that's the current NCAA record for that.
0: <laughs> no joke. And that's, I mean, to be honest, it's not uncommon to see football and baseball. Kyler Murray, who's the quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals right now, mm-hmm. same thing, dual threat coming out. Russell Wilson, too. Wasn't mm-hmm. he looked at as being baseball as well? And Russell Wilson still struggling a little bit with the Broncos. They won.
1: I remember a guy. I can't think of him. the Tim uh, – oh, yeah, Tim Tebow. I think he did baseball <laughs> and football too, as well as uh, Neon Deion Sanders did. So, yes. Oh,
0: yeah. Deep cut there. Those of you in my generation, you may not know who that is, but you should. Go look him up. Uh, yeah, so Russell Wilson, they won 12-11. to 11. Over the okay, 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo getting the first start there. At again, these scores pitiful, I tell you. But you know who who did look good? Uh, Trevor Lawrence with the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is his second year out of college. He's a Clemson kid. Yep, Clemson. Mm-hmm. And 38 to 10 beat the Chargers. Justin Herbert, not his best day. And at this point, you're thinking, "Gosh, she's thrown a lot of names at me." Um, you know what? What? What about next week? Like, okay, we've we've outlasted you know a lot of names. Uh, the Dolphins and the Bengals—that is your Thursday night game. Thursday night games are on Amazon Prime. Looking to see about Tua Taigo-Vailoa continuing, kind of a, a pretty good performance from him. And then the Bengals are one and two. Joe Burrow and company finally got a win. And also, I think the other game, as I'm just previewing these games right here, the Jaguars and the Eagles will be a fun game to watch. We've already talked about Jalen Hurts, one of the only teams 3-0, and then the Jaguars coming off of an impressive win. Yeah, I mean, you can argue storylines for anything else. The Bills, how do they respond coming off of that loss? They're going to play the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Um... Yeah, so I think that's probably who I would say going forward. Now, I want to touch for a quick second on what, it, what I would call the, the Tua story. Tua Taigo-Vailoa, quarterback of the Miami Dolphins, still talking professional here, though his younger brother is a quarterback from Maryland. Fun fact, there's two of them. Uh, Maryland in college. There's not a Maryland team. And there's Baltimore, but there's not a Maryland team. Anyway, I digress. He took a hard hit in the first half, got knocked on his back, And I showed you that this morning we were watching, kind of stumbling, getting up. Goes in for concussion protocols. Clears concussion protocols, comes back out in the second half. Obviously, they win. Later said it was his back. Now, I'm not trying to get into all of the politics about what actually happened. The NFLPA, the NFL Players Association, does want to kind of look into that situation a little bit more because they are about protecting players. And you told me something I didn't know. Yeah, so enlighten us on your little tidbit in that department.
1: So I was in a meeting a few weeks ago, and we had a guest speaker who is actually uh, used to be the head athletic trainer at Purdue University. Now since 2012, he's been working for the Indianapolis Colts, and he sits up in the box and watches the game, and he has another trainer with him. And I think he also has a surgeon or a a brain specialist doctor that, that they form a team, and they have the ability to press a button and stop the game. And they are actually paid for 50% by the NFL Players Association and then 50% by, say, like the Indianapolis Colts. And I believe every team in the NFL has these. Now, I may not be getting all the facts correct. I may not be stating everything correctly. But, Peach, to your point, they are taking it very seriously when it comes to concussion protocol and, and what happens with concussions and player safety. So I did not know. That's been around for a while. I didn't know that. I didn't know that he can press a button, they can stop the game, and they can request from the press box, the medical staff can say, hey, up here we see something. We want the on-the-field medical staff to examine someone. So I uh, didn't realize that, that, that was in place.
0: Yeah, I didn't either. And that's definitely something I think, probably more in my lifetime than yours, the concussion awareness, how quickly they harp on things. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what comes of that. Um, so that probably rounds out the NFL. I don't know if you have anything else to add in NFL land.
1: No, just about the concussion, though. He did, uh, he did mention that he thinks soccer's next up to start having some changes made because when you have two, two players going up for a header on the soccer ball and they're, and they're, they're cracking skulls and things like that, there may be more uh, concussion protocols coming to diff- various levels of soccer.
0: And rightly so soccer was my sport of choice. Little, little dangerous in that department for sure. So, okay. We have talked about college football. We talked about NFL football, a little bit more in depth, uh, real quick need to touch on baseball, though. It is not necessarily his favorite thing. If you watched baseball, you've been, what ballparks have you been to?
1: Uh, I've been to Toronto. Uh, I've been to, uh, Los Angeles angels. I've been to Wrigley Field, the Chicago Cubs, and I've been to the various stadiums throughout the years of the Atlanta Braves, and I think that's about it that I can think. Of. Oh, Cincinnati, back in the river, river, riverfront, but I don't know what it, it, that was torn down. I'm an old guy; that's been torn down now. So I've seen a few.
0: Yeah, you have, and really, I think probably the the peak of you being invested in baseball was when we were growing up in Atlanta because the Braves.
1: We liked, I like the Braves.
0: Like the Braves, yeah. They're, they're fun and they're in. Uh, a couple teams have already clinched, and we are in the home stretch. As of today, we've got about 10 days left. So, doing the math by the time this comes out Thursday, what is that? Like seven or eight days left uh, in the season. The Los Angeles Dodgers, they were the first team to clinch. They've tied the club record for 106 wins. Saw that this morning, so there's a fun number for you guys to know, 106 wins. And, uh, yeah, so finally kind of coming to the close of regular season. And like I said, we will be talking about postseason baseball and what that looks like. Albert Pujols still climbing the charts with home runs. Uh, super fun to see really everyone be excited for him. And I think that speaks a lot to who he is as a player when the whole league is is kind of cheering for him. So that's that's really fun. Okay. I'm trying to think if there's anything else we need to hit. Oh. Yes, one more thing. So as you guys know, and I didn't really prep him for this at all, so we're gonna fly by the seat of our pants with this. Um, well, to be honest, I didn't prep you for a whole lot anyway. <laughs> he's like, what prep? He said, here, let's give me a microphone. Let's try this. Let's see how this goes. Anyway, um, I credit him to being comfortable with the microphone. He may not know this, but he always had a camera in our faces growing up. And so he's the reason I'm comfortable with the microphone. But anyway, definitions and explanations. I wanna talk about something that confused my mom for so long, and this is not to call her out because it's a legitimate question. If you're watching a football game, whether it be NFL or college, let's say for an example, it's holding defense. I think holdings a 10-yard penalty, 15-yard penalty, somewhere in there. Pass interference, I think is 15 yards. Holdings 10, I think. Um, don't quote me on that. I'm sure that'll be a did you catch it next week. Anyway, so for example, this is a hypo, you know, hypothetical situation, you know, defense holding certain amount of penalty then they say, that penalty has been declined. And my mom would always say, and I don't know, Dad, if you ever heard her say this, she'd say, how does that work? Oh, no, I just don't want that one. So the reason that that happens, and Dad, you, be, you can elaborate. I'll give this my best shot, and you can elaborate beyond this. So the offense completed a play that was gonna gain them more yardage. And, and by the completion of the play, by the end of the play, they had gained more than they would have had they accepted the penalty? Because most of the time, when the penalty happens, if you accept the penalty, so you're on offense, you already achieved the you know desired outcome and then some. If you accept the penalty, it's a replay of that down. So that you know, replay second down, replay third down. That's why they'll say that penalty is declined because the penalty may be 10 or 15 yards, but maybe they gain 20 on the play. So for them to take the penalty, it's not just like oh, I don't think I like that one. If the penalty is going to be in their favor, but they gained more on the play, they a lot of times will say, no, we don't want the penalty because we'd have to replay the down. We'd lose the yardage we just got, and the, uh, the ultimate outcome would be fewer than we had. Does that make right. sense? That's what one would you example. add to that?
1: Yeah, there, are, there are multiple examples of declining a penalty. It's, you know, the the team that was offended or that, uh, that uh, you know, resulted, you know, they're the ones – they're not the ones that committed the foul – they're the ones that are, were impacted by the foul. They, a lot of times, are given a choice. Do they want to accept that penalty, or do they want to say, no, we would rather stick with the outcome of the play as it is? Because sometimes defense will decline a penalty because they want to force an extra down, or you know, there's just different reasons. Now, some penalties are not declinable, um, but in general, the team that was offended or it went against, they are given the opportunity to make a decision whether they want to take that penalty yardage or they want to let the play stand as it was.
0: Perfect. Awesome. Okay. So I just want to throw that out there, you guys, cause I think I hear my mom's voice saying, I don't want that one. Cause it does. I mean, when you hear that, you're like, you don't totally understand what it is. You're like, what? How do you just say, Oh, I don't want that. But that's what it looks like for the most part when you decline a penalty. So, All right. I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Any closing thoughts? You had something else you wanted to mention.
1: Yeah, I just have a few important things in the world of sports here. Okay, yeah, have at it. I want to make sure, Peach, that you know that uh, the pro season of the Kabaddi kicks off pretty soon. Now, you know what Kabaddi is, right?
0: Sure, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Tad, I know what kabaddi is. You know. Okay, well, I want
1: you to let you know that I've never seen it, never heard of it. I just did some research before the podcast. So, seriously, the pro season, it is a huge sport internationally. I don't know anything about it. So, maybe some of your listeners might want to go look at it. K A B A D D I. The pro season of kabaddi kicks off pretty soon. Not sure when the uh, season for snooker kicks off again, but the season ended in May. And so, that was a, a big season in snooker.
0: Not and Snickers, then,
1: Snooker. Snooker, S-N-O-O-K-E-R, Snooker. And then also and, uh, on September 25th, when it comes to cricket, India defeated Australia by six wickets. So those of you that are big cricket followers in the world of sports, just want to give you that update on the uh, India and Australia um, competition there.
0: Well, I think I got my research cut out for me. Um, need to go back and, and study those things. I, I don't even know if I can pronounce them. Um I, you know. Well, Peach, as
1: Peaches, your podcast grows and it goes internationally, I want to make sure that we're just not all baseball and football. I'm, I'm planning ahead for you. I, we got to cover big, all the markets. I see big things in your future, as a proud dad, of course. So just starting now. <laughs>
0: Starting now, we got we got to go international. That's right, exactly. Exactly. Okay, well, thank you guys for hanging with us and catching up with Peach and the Pops today and one of the Peach Pals. And uh, thank you so much, as always, for being here. Dad, thanks for joining oh, today. Oh, thank you
1: for the invitation.
0: All right, perfect. Well, we will be here. Well, we won't be here. I will be here next week. Same time, same place. Thanks for catching up with Peach.